It's 4 o'clock on a Monday, you know what that means, don't you? It's time for another exciting episode of Taxi TV Live. Yahoo! I'm crunching those meters to the... Ouch. Hi, you guys. How are you? Good to see everybody. Let me get the chat room open so I can actually see you. There you are. Um... I am excited about today's show because I'm going on a fishing expedition for your likes and dislikes so I can make it a better road rally for you this year. So without any further ado, um, well, actually everybody's saying hello, so I'll give it a little moment. Hi. Good to see you. This one, uh, the show today is going to be a little bit more like a uh, quarantine happy hour, I have a feeling, than uh, an informational show. Anyway, great to see everybody. Uh, the usual cast of characters, some new names. Todd B's Groove 45. Pete Siege, wow, from the UK. Thanks for tuning in so late. Uh, Sergio. Robin Ravazzini. Trying to point out the new folks. Anyway, all right, so. Um, I'm excited. We're, what are we, like uh, slightly more than three months out from the road rally. Always a scary time of year for me. Um, and Alex Dillon. Hello, Alex. Um, I would say that we've heard from a small percentage of people that they probably aren't coming to the road rally this year because of COVID. Um, but the vast majority of people are like, I'm coming. And so I want to talk to you about what we're going. Well, first of all, let's do a little, uh, uh, what do you call it? A survey. Um, everybody who is coming to the road rally this year, type in a plus one right now, plus one on your keyboard and, uh, Todd B's grew 45 going, the hotel is booked. All right. Great. Okay. So, uh, if you're not coming, and the reason you're not coming, the only reason, I don't want to hear about other reasons right now, uh, if you're not coming because you are afraid of COVID, type in plus two. Or if COVID is a concern, not you're afraid of COVID, like it's going to come and get you in the middle of the night. Um, hey, Pat, Pat Wara, how are you? Gloria, you're not going to sit behind me in the ballroom? I'm heartbroken. All right, so a few people. It's uh, one, two, three, four, five. Um, 
kind of like the percentage that we're getting when the staff is doing call-outs. People are still concerned. Uh, anyway, uh, look, I, some of you know this. I've, I've certainly talked about it before on uh, some of the quarantinis, and some of you know me uh, who know you, I can't talk today. Some of you who know me personally know that I'm not like germaphobic, but I, I do tend to run up to my room at the rally and wash my hands a lot. I hate close talkers that get spittle on your face. I despise people who've been drinking and don't realize that they're four inches from your nose and spitting in your face. That freaks me out. Long before COVID hit, I would get on an airplane and I'd bring my own little wipies and I would wipe down um, you know, the tray table and the armrests and any buttons on my seat on an airplane. I was way ahead of the curve on that. I wipe down hotel rooms when I get there. I wipe down doorknobs, TV remote controls, toilet handles, faucet handles, all because I was staying at a pretty nice hotel, kind of Weston equivalent hotel in Nashville one time. And about second day that I was there, I got so sick. I mean, like really sick in the hotel. Uh, so nice about it. They were sending up food uh, all the time. They would just you know, lightly knock on the door and say, we left you some chicken soup outside. I think it was a stomach thing, if I remember correctly. Might have been a flu. Whatever it was, I was really sick and ended up staying there for probably a week, isolated in that room. And it was like 20 years ago, easily 20 years ago, so way before COVID. Um, and ever since then, I just routinely wipe down when I go to a hotel, wipe down all the surf uh, surfaces because I don't want to get that sick again when I'm on the road. So I get it. So I want to tell you guys what we're doing um, to minimize the risk of COVID at this year's rally um, and see if you guys have any additional ideas that are a good idea. Um, so here's what we're thinking. Everybody pay attention now, kids. Um, we're going to open registration earlier this year. So the line in that zigzag room, you know, where there's like 500 people just in that one little room, we're going to try and eliminate any sort of line in that room, any crowding, you know, by opening up registration um, earlier, maybe we'll add an extra person from the staff at registration. Staff has become very efficient at processing registration. And the reason that we typically don't open registration till like 5 p.m. is the staff is running all over taking care of other stuff that they have to set up. Anything like getting the ballroom ready to go, uh, getting the classrooms upstairs ready to go, distributing stuff that we've brought from our warehouse and from the office. To the rooms it needs to go to. So we're going to try and streamline that stuff this year um, and get it done earlier so that we can then um, open up registration earlier, thereby eliminating, eliminating that line. Um, I'm trying to keep up with the chat. You guys are really uh, chatty today. Uh, Bumpy the Great, got to check on plane tickets. Oh, just tell them you're coming to the road rally. I'm sure the airline will be happy to make it free. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I'm surprised domestic airfare um, is not as horribly expensive right now as international travel. Um, and I've actually seen some really good deals on domestic travel lately. 
So there you go. And the hotel, I don't even know. I, I want to say the hotel's like 140 bucks a night. Um, Liz, can you reach out to uh, Angel and get a link um, for people to register for the hotel and find out what the nightly rate is? But I want to say it's around 140 bucks, which for that hotel is an absolute steal. Ewert says 154. Um, I don't know if he's talking about plane flight or hotel. Probably hotel. Um, we stay. Uh, oh, it is 154. Okay, I was off a little bit. Um, we stay at the Westin LAX Hotel, which is actually uh, it's an airport hotel, but not like other airport hotels. Um, it's not a Four Seasons, and it's a step up from a Marriott. So there you go. Um, the members love it. All I can tell you is we've been going there for a very long time. The hotel staff really appreciates uh, the taxi members. Um, the bartenders apparently are really, really good there. People love the bartenders. Uh, there's a great restaurant in there called The Daily Grill, which uh, for my money has one of the best Reuben sandwiches I've ever eaten anywhere. Their chilies, really, everything is really good there. Um, and the hotel staff treats our members like they're really glad to have them there because they are. The Taxi Road Rally, here's a fun fact, the Taxi Road Rally is the single biggest event out of any of the hotels, and there must be, I don't know, 15 of them, big hotel chains on uh, Century Boulevard, right outside of LAX. The Taxi Road Rally for like the last 15, 20 years has been the single biggest event by um, number of people there and how many hotel, you know, nights of hotel room are sold, all that stuff. Um, so, uh, yeah, Gloria says, very nice. Uh, Robbie Hancock, it's an awesome hotel. It really is. I mean, it, it's, I don't know. They make us feel special. They really go out of their way. Um, and I understand that the new general manager is very excited to meet us, greet us, and uh, put his best foot forward. We've had mostly great general managers there. We've had, I can think of one that I really didn't like and got into a very loud argument with in the hotel lobby one year, but that was a long, that was actually back in 2001. Um, it's the Westin LAX Airport Hotel. Um, Marion's holding out for a miracle. Aren't we all Marion? <laughs> anyway, so we're going to open, getting back to COVID uh, risk uh, what do you call it? Mitigation? <laughs> Risk mitigation? There, I'm throwing out the big fancy words today. Um, we're opening up registration earlier so that we don't get hundreds of people bunched up in that room. Um, and we are going to, hold on, I wanted to answer that. How many members? We're at the one, 2019 roughly. I'm doing this from memory. That was a long time ago, uh, and we've had you know the online stuff since. But I would say we had, I think, 2,200 registrants that year. Um, anyway, okay. Um, so minimizing the the line so that it doesn't get backed up in the room. That's going to be a biggie. Here's a big one. Uh, we are going to open up the fourth section of the Grand Ballroom. Normally, we use that for other stuff. We've used it for booksellers in the past. We've used it for storage. Who knows? This year, we're opening up the fourth section, so the ballroom will be 25% bigger, and that way we can spread the seating out. So we are going to make it, hopefully we'll be able to, and I think we're going to be able to pull this off, 
add a little more space front to back between, you know, like knee space, which I wish more airlines had. Um, and hopefully we'll be able to set it up so that there is distance between people sitting there so that uh, you won't be shoulder to shoulder with the people next to you. So I think that's going to be awesome. Plus, as you all know, that ballroom has really good ventilation. Um, definitely bring a hoodie with you. Uh, it, it can get chilly in there. And I think this year we're going to keep the air running more than normal. Um, it takes a really, really long time to cool down or warm up a room of that size. From the time we um, text the hotel and say, can you make it two degrees warmer? It usually takes a good half an hour to 40 minutes before the room really starts to warm up. Same thing for cooling it off. So we're going to probably hit 72 degrees and try and keep it there. Of course, that temperature goes up or down depending on how many people are in a session. If we have 350 in the ballroom, it gets cold pretty fast. If we've got 800 to 1,000 people in that ballroom, the body temperature alone heats it up. Um, we can't tell you guys, by the way, they were going to reinforce the mask mandate in Los Angeles beginning, I think, maybe even today. Um, they've scrapped the plans for do that uh, for doing that in Los Angeles right now COVID cases are diminishing falling off going down however you want to say it um, hospitalizations are going down and obviously this is just my own little slice of life this is very anecdotal um, I have known so many people as we probably all have over the last 30 to 60 days that have gotten um, Omicron and then BA5. Um, I'm, I'm kind of astonished by how many friends of mine have literally had nothing more than some sneezing, watery eyes and a little scratchy throat. Um, nobody's that I know is getting as sick as they were even six months ago, which is great news. Um, I have had four people that I know now that have taking, taken Plaxov, Plaxivid, is that how you say it? Um, which is the antiviral thing that's supposed to greatly diminish the, uh, the symptoms. And they go, wow, it's awesome. You take that stuff and next day you wake up and you feel quite normal. Um, but four out of four of the people I know that have taken Plaxovid, that's how I think they say it, um, have all had rebounds from it. Um, all of them. The rebounds were weaker. Um, so you go from not feeling that sick with the initial round of COVID and then like three or four days later, it comes back, you test positive again um, and barely have symptoms. So who knows what to think of that. Anyway, uh, Paxlovid. Yep. So um, we are going to have masks there, but please bring your own. I know what's going to happen, and I hate to be such a cynic about this, but I'm basing it on some incidents we've had at past road rallies with things like cases of Rockstar just being carried out and you know, people walking out with multiple cases of Rockstar. I do plan to order probably somewhere between two and 5,000 um, disposable masks. And... Um, They'll probably be the blue surgical masks. The uh, N95s are tough. Um, first of all, they're twice the price, but you know you can't put a price on health. Um, the issue with those guys is the ones that really work well are the ones that have the band that goes over like the top of your head, you know, pulls it tight. The ones that go over the ears, um, 
doctor, actually, I was at the doctor about a week ago, and he said, you know, anything that hooks onto your ears is always going to have some moving around and air getting in any way. And he said, quite frankly, I'm not so sure that anybody uh, in the medical community is convinced that masking did a whole heck of a lot. But you know what? Maybe it did, and it makes people feel better. So we are not going to require masks but I think just as a common courtesy for your fellow attendees that um, the one place I would really, really, really like people to wear their masks would be in the classrooms. And we are going to try and eliminate some classes this year so that we don't have to put classes in the rooms that hold 40 or 50 people. We can favor the rooms that hold like 60 to 100 people. So hopefully we won't have any crammed in um, classes but uh like i said we'll have masks there but i can totally imagine if we just have boxes of masks sitting around you know hallways on little tables and what have you i think the masks will get stolen in big numbers so what we're going to do is give a mask out to everybody who registers when you get your badge we'll give you a mask if you need another one you come back to registration and ask for another mask that way we can avoid the risk of people just um, jacking an entire box of 500 masks and walking out of there. Oh, look at that. I just saved $50 because I stole 500 masks. That would be not so cool. Um, <laughs> don't take the last train to Clarksville. You might get monkeypox. Oh, that's a whole other thing. Um, I, I can't require them by law. I can't, you know, I called uh, our labor attorney and she said you can't require um she said even though it's a private event um and you can tell people you would like them to wear a mask if somebody refuses you can't really say you know what put on your mask or get out of the event plus the hotel is a public facility and there are people in the hotel you know not a lot almost everybody there um is a taxi member there for the road rally but there are um a lot of flight attendant crews uh, or flight crews come in and out of there. Um, <laughs> I think you're in more danger, honestly, of all the marijuana smoke wafting it right outside the hotel because you can smoke rec pot recreational in California. Rec I can't talk today. You can smoke marijuana recreationally in the state of California today. And people come from out of state like, woohoo, I can smoke weed in front of everybody. And they go stand in front of the hotel and smoke pot and it wafts into the lobby. So I think you're more in danger of getting a contact high than you might be of getting COVID, although I'm not a doctor, so don't take my word for it. All right, so reiterating now, what we are going to do is registration line, uh, hopefully way shorter and far less crowded than previous years. We're opening up the fourth section of the ballroom so that we can spread out the seating in the ballroom. I think that's going to be a biggie. We will have masks available. We will have hand sanitizer readily available. Um, and honestly, I'm a big fan of sanitizer. Always have been. Um, you know, people, you shake somebody's hand, that's great. You don't give them a hug, you don't you know, spit in their face. You shake their hand and then you rub your eye, you rub your nose, you bite your fingernail, and bam, you get the COVID. Don't want that to happen. One-to-one um, -one mentor sessions. 
Um, I'm going to try really hard to make it mandatory in those that you do wear a mask because the mentors are going to be sitting there for like um, two hours one day or two hours in the morning, two hours in the afternoon, whatever the schedule is, for quite a period of time. And every 15 minutes, they're going to have another person sitting across the table from uh, we will make sure it's in a very well-ventilated room. We're not going to overpack the room. But um, I think face masks should be required there. And if I were a mentor and somebody sits down across from me and says, I'm sorry, I refuse to wear a mask, I wouldn't want to work with that person. So just out of courtesy for the, the mentors, please do that. Um, In case a member is tested positive, will there be a broadcast so we can follow the road rally in the hotel room or from home because we cannot be there in person? How would you do that? We're not broadcasting the road rally. Um, elbow bumps are safer, yes. Very thankful we're keeping the mentor sessions. Glad to hear that you like that. Um, one thing I'm doing is cutting down on the halitosis factor. No kidding. Um, hazmat suits, absolutely. Bring them on. I'm reading it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm just re trying to catch up on, on the comments. Oh, okay, so I haven't gotten to the mentor lunch yet, but I will. Um, another thing that I want to do is for people who want to drink but are leery of standing in the hotel bar, which can get pretty crowded. And like I said, people drinking tend to forget about space issues, you know? I hate close talkers. I don't care if they're drinking or whatever. I just hate people that it makes me dizzy when somebody gets like this close to me. It's like, dude stand back um, and I get a lot of that at the road rally um, we're, we're getting to the lunches um, anyway uh, you know that if you walk past the ballroom doors on your left all the way down to the end of the ballroom concourse there's a place outside uh, that's probably 50 feet by 70 feet I would say and I think what we're going to do is set up some tables with candles out there and probably get a rollaway bar with a bartender out there. So people who would prefer to drink and socialize but do it in an open-air setting can go out there. So there you go. I like that idea. Um, I hope that, I mean, it costs us some ridiculous amount of money. Every time you see one of those little rollaway bars, which we do one, upstairs at night when the open mic and the jam sessions are going on uh, the hotel charges is like five hundred dollars a night plus another 200 for the bartender uh, it, we don't make anything off that it's not like they're giving us 10 percent of whatever they sell um, so i hope if we do that bar outside and we're spending the money on it, the people actually go out there if our experience is on the first night that we get a small trickle or nobody um, making good use of that outdoor bar, I'll kill it for the subsequent nights just because why would I want to spend that kind of money for something that's not getting used? Um, okay, let's see. Okay, eat and greet luncheons. I would love suggestions from you guys. Um, 
it's usually it's upstairs in the concourse ballroom um, that room will hold 500 people seating like theater style and chairs i think it's good for 350 at rounds tables they call hotel language they call them rounds of 10. so we typically do the eat and greet luncheon which is very popular always sells out um, on friday and saturday and we do 10 tables of i mean 30 tables of excuse me 10 people each and a mentor and the mentors rotate from table to table every 15 minutes so that's 330 people in the room um so here's what you need to know is in order for us to do the road rally for free for you guys we have to sell a certain number of lunches we make no profit on them if it costs you whatever it costs you all that money 100 percent of it goes to the hotel so that's how we get things like all the classrooms the ballroom and basically get to take over the hotel if we didn't do all that stuff i'm doing this from memory now i want to say it's like hundred and ninety seven thousand dollars that we would have to write a check for to rent all that stuff so um you know stuff like the number of room nights that get booked and the number of meals that get sold we make no money on the alcohol and they don't credit that towards um our tab for the you know the ballroom i mean the ballroom rental alone is just outrageously high you know hotels i mean they charge you oh god i forget we pay like a thousand dollars a day believe it or not like a thousand dollars a day to have the electrical box run into the ballroom to plug in the PA system. So just so you know, an electrician, a union electrician shows up, <clears throat> brings in this basically honking big extension cord, <clears throat> plugs it into a wall, sticks a voltmeter in it, goes, yep, it's good. And they charge us $1,000 a day. So there's that. Um, so things are very expensive in hotel land and that's why we want to um you know sell out the lunches but i don't feel comfortable putting 330 people in that room so we're trying to come up with a good uh solution um i've thought about cutting it down to 20 tables um which would be what 20 times 11 220 people in the room which is way better than 330. um uh you know uh, every year people say oh i couldn't hear the mentor at my table because that he or she was soft-spoken and the the ambient noise level in that room is, is very high because everybody's talking that's what they want to do it's like hey how you doing i'm bob from alaska i'm joe from illinois what kind of music do you do so there's a lot of ambient noise level in that room and then you've got some of the people who uh um, or the mentors have actually brought like little megaphones with them or electric uh, megaphones with them as well. Uh, but people love the luncheon. So many taxi members have gotten signed to production music library deals. So many members have met um, collaborators that have resulted in the newer member collaborating with an older, more experienced, better connected member and, and figuratively riding their coattails into a deal. So, um, 
I don't know what to do. Yeah, I, I could, you know what, I can't, I don't believe I can require vaccinations for the lunch. Um, and frankly, vaccinations from everything I understand, again, I don't work for the CDC. Sometimes I question what they tell us because it changes a lot. And, you know, and it's always like six months after they insisted something worked, that, well, vaccinations were never intended to stop the spread of COVID. It was to minimize the effect so you don't end up in a hotel room. And if they tell you that frequently enough over the news, that becomes the new narrative. Come on, we all know everybody wanted a vaccine to stop the spread, and it didn't. And frankly, one thing I have heard lately, if I can believe it, because who the hell knows anymore, um, is that the vaccinations did squat. I think we all know this. The vaccinations did nothing to minimize or stop the spread of um, Omicron. Same thing is true with BA5. I just heard, I think, Thursday or Friday of last week that even if you had Omicron um, two weeks ago or a month ago, you can still, your immunity doesn't stop you from getting BA5. It only stops you from getting Omicron again. So who the hell knows? It's anybody's guess. And, you know, frankly, as much as I would love to blame the folks at the top of the food chain, it's new for them. They haven't dealt with a pandemic of this scale before. So it's, it's best guesses. I wish they would tell us, you know, our educated guesses rather than making statements like, this will stop the spread. They knew damn well it would. Anyway, so hopefully masks do. I mean, they do cut down on spittle, and spittle has a lot to do with how that thing is uh, spread. So um, what do you think we should do uh, for the lunches, you know? Um, vaccinations minimize hospitalizations and death. Uh, hospitalizations and death. Um, I think that that's probably true, but they didn't sell it like that in the beginning. They just said, you know, it'll stop the, the spread. Um, I don't know if that's true, Martin Gravel. Any vaccine have never stopped the transmission. The um, polio vaccine wasn't there to minimize, uh, get a lesser infection. It was to stop polio. Um, I'm sure there have been others. Um, buy the lunch, everybody heads to the beach. Okay, let's focus for a minute. Let's focus on what we're going to do about the lunches. First of all, give me a plus three if you are interested, if we can uh, mitigate the risk of COVID spread for the lunches. Plus three if you would like to um, go to the lunch. down his spittle. <laughs> um, the problem with putting stuff in the other classrooms, Robbie, is then we've got to move the mentors. Wrangling the mentors is a nearly impossible feat, as my staff would gladly tell you um, and forget the noise the noise ain't the issue right now you know we've always dealt with the noise the issue is the spread of COVID um, and so you know taking out 30 percent of the tables and moving them to smaller 
classrooms around there is just going to make it okay so now we've got to get five of the mentors from the bigger room and move them over to that room and then we got to get those other five and move them over there but now we got to get the five that were 15 minutes ago in room c back to room a and the five that were in room b back to room a nope i love you robbie but that idea sucked <laughs> uh Let's see where we go. Oh, a lot of plus threes. Okay. Um, how much is the lunch again, Liz? Can you find out? I forget. But whatever it is, like I said, we literally don't make a penny on those lunches. Um, and if you look at the cost of, and the funny thing is, here's the good news about the lunches, is the price was locked in over a year ago, well over a year ago, when we signed the contract for the 23, uh, 2022 Road Rally. And believe it or not, we've already signed for 2023 as well. So the hotel, there's no clause um, that says that they get to increase the price of food, which is a bummer for them because the I'm, I guarantee you the price of food went up for the hotel. Um, maybe it'll be smaller portions. I don't know. You get a half full iced tea this year. But it includes, um, oh, I just saw some spittle come out of my own mouth. <laughs> It includes an entree, a couple of sides, a salad, um, iced tea, water, or something else, um, and a dessert as well. I want to say, um, checking the price standing by, I want to say it's like, I don't want to give out a number, I could be wrong. Whatever it is, I know a couple of times in the past, recent past actually, we've looked at the price of the lunch and then looked at the price of like a Reuben sandwich uh, with a side of fries, a side salad, and an iced tea at the restaurant. It's just as much money. So you might as well, yeah, people say it's a, it's a decent lunch, but we're all there for the mentors. The food's actually not bad. People come up to me and go, surprisingly not bad for a hotel meal. It's not bad. Um, and it's worth it. Um, yeah, somebody sent a piano and guitar voice lesson saying it's about 35 bucks for lunch. That's I was thinking it's like 35 or 37. Um, um, amenities can be billed to your room, but um, the luncheon has to be paid for in advance. Um, that's a, otherwise people would say, yeah, I'm going to go and then not show up. And so no, um, yeah, you, and it includes a tip. So that's the other thing, you know, if you drop 35 bucks, let's say at the regular restaurant and leave a 15% tip, what's 15% of 35? Yeah. I went to McDonald's the other day and for a double quarter pounder with cheese like by the way double quarter pounders are better than regular quarter pounders not just because they're bigger they make them fresh they don't give you the dried out patty it's been sitting in a little stainless steel drawer um so no it's not in las vegas um i would say it was like 13 dollars for me to have regular fries regular size drink and a double quarter pounder with cheese at McDonald's. It was shockingly expensive. 
So the hotel is going to take it in the shorts this year because they already signed a contract for what the price would be to you guys, even if their prices go up. So let's do a little math. Um, 35 times 15% is five and a quarter. So you're saving a $5.25 tip if you would tip 15%. I haven't eaten at McDonald's in many years. Oh, it's gotten so much better. <laughs> I actually, I don't eat there often, but my mother-in-law, for some strange reason, for um, Hanukkah last year, sent me a $100 gift card to McDonald's. So I had to use that up. Um, I would say I go there probably six times a year. It's like, you know, when you work late, if I, road rally season, I go there a lot because I don't get out of the office a lot of times till 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night. And I don't want to go home and start making a dinner or, you know, have my wife cook and clean up for me at that hour. Um, so I'll stop and hit McDonald's. McDonald's is dated, doesn't taste contemporary. That's funny. Um, I'm looking to see if Liz got the price. Did Liz post the price yet for the lunch? Anyway, um, okay. Oh, it is, it's 35 bucks. So that's a great deal, especially when you consider that they include the tip in there. Um, and the stuff comes out hot. They're really good. I've got to say, they're like um, the SWAT team of food delivery for those lunches. You know, maybe that's what we do. Maybe... Maybe we bump it up by two or three dollars a plate this year so that we don't have to have as many people. Um, that's a possible solution. So, Liz, can you please make a note of that? Is just slight increase to the price um, so that we can have less people. We thought about doing it a third day. The problem is we don't have mentors on campus, if you will. Um, on Sunday because we're not doing one-to-ones on Sunday. So we would have people that would be driving from all points in LA, a lot of uh, the mentors for the eat and greet lunch would come in just for that lunch. They're not gonna do that. They're not gonna spend an hour in, in traffic each way. Um, outdoor space, no. Uh, there is an outdoor space, but not nearly big enough and way, way, way too far away from the kitchen. Um, Fewer people at each table rather than fewer tables, maybe. Um, I remember one year at a previous hotel, before we moved to the Westin, we actually, they didn't have enough room to do the lunches. So we put down green fake grass in the underground parking or the parking structure at the hotel and white lattice work and some cool lights. Um, and uh, we served lunch in a parking structure. It wasn't bad, but not as good. Um, uh, Robbie, so I added a post above, what about breakfast, lunch, and dinner sessions? Getting the manpower and coordination it would take to do that, Robbie. See, that's the problem with the rally. It's, we've got this thing down to a science, but yeah. Uh, I mean, putting on those lunches is actually really hard. We have to spend a lot of time. People try and sneak in 
because they can get a, a free meal for, you know, a $35 meal for free. There's always somebody being a jerk at the door. Um, some years really bad. Um, and get wrangling the mentors and having the mentors there for full days like that with periods where, you know, they might have a panel in the afternoon and they're assigned to breakfast in the morning. Just coordinate. I've always said it's like having, um, it's like three-layer chess. The road rally is best thought of as three-layer chess. If you move something on layer level one, it's going to affect things on level two and level three. And then we have to have the staff available to make all those moves happen. Um, trust me, left to their own devices, panelists, mentors, um, teachers for classes, it's astonishing how much staff time goes into moving things around. Oh, and now I've decided at the, you know, two minutes before my class is supposed to start on the second floor of the hotel, can you get me speakers and a screen up there? Yeah, <laughs> no problem. Um, pizza's over 20 bucks. Pizza's over 20 bucks everywhere. It has nothing to do with the hotel. Ray Hill will be fine with donuts. Okay, let's move forward. So there we go. Um, yeah, we're going to try and solve that problem. I see that as, as the biggest problem. Um, okay, get ready to vote, guys. Um, and I want you to know that don't vote for something because it's go with that. I might be interested in that. Vote for I am definitely interested in this. Okay, so the first thing, are you interested in topics related to film and TV music? Type plus four. Okay, very popular. No surprise whatsoever. Okay, that one gets a check mark. Are you interested in seeing Dean Crepane dance like a male stripper, type plus five? Notice how he did that totally straight-faced, Dean. <laughs> no, Dean is definitely not dancing as a male stripper. <laughs> oh, we have a taker. <laughs> oh, Pat Wara. I think he's got a little thing going on for you there, Dino. <laughs> All right, next legitimate real question is, are you interested in our pitch and feedback panels like the music library pitch panel or instrumental pitch panel, the songs for film and TV um, pitch and feedback panel, and, uh, and song songs? Uh, so there you go. Um, type in plus five if you're interested in those ballroom size feedback panels. Okay, I can see those are still very, very popular. Okay, check mark on that.
are you interested in a panel? And I'm not exactly sure. Sorry, I don't have this more better figured out. Um, a panel that's got successful taxi members up there for just wide open Q&A, ask them anything kind of stuff. Rather than me going panelist by panelist by panelist, I'll literally run around the audience and say, do you have a question, or who do you have a question for? I've got a question for that member. Um, so let's say type plus six in if you think that that would be a great panel. I saw that you anticipated the number, Marion, and I anticipated that you anticipated. <laughs> All right, so that got pretty good numbers. Not quite the uh, passionate vote that we had on the previous one, but reasonably good. Oh, they're still coming in. All right, well, they're still coming in. I'm gonna go cool off my air conditioner. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Your screen glitch was the question. The question again was, I'm thinking about doing a panel with successful members where it's just a wide open Q&A. Of course, I'll moderate it and I'll run around with a microphone. We'll have people line up um, probably in the center aisle um, of the ballroom and ask their question and they can direct their question to the member. Uh, and it's tough because, you know, as time marches on, we have so many members who have become successful now. Um, and I don't want to keep repeating the same people every year, but some of the guys like, you know, you put Matt Vanderbo on anything and the guy, he's just plain delightful and he's a great communicator and he tells it like he is, like it is. And he's really funny. So it's like, I gotta have him on there, but we have a lot of uh, more recent members that have also found success. And uh, so I'm gonna try and come up with a mixture. Um, Okay, so interested in that one, yeah, um, FAQ, got it. Okay, are you interested in topics related to songwriting? Um, not for film and TV, but, you know, songwriting for radio and records. Are you interested in that? You're right, Stan. Questions from the floor, you know. So I submitted a song last year and the screener said, it's all about me, 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 me. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll filter the questions. Oh yes, number seven. Th good job, you guys. You catch on so quick. <laughs> By the way, while you guys are voting for that, I'm really excited. Uh, out of all the screeners that have worked here over many, many years, which we're approaching our 31st anniversary. Um, where the heck did that go? Oh, Michelle Bell um, was a screener here. She's been gone for 
couple of years uh, pre-COVID, um, she got a job at a, like a mid-sized publishing company, and she is now the head of music publishing at Rock Nation, um, which is owned by Jay Z, and the the artists that are signed to them to their label, um, pretty staggering. Um, the artists that are signed to them for management, unbelievable. And she is the head person for music publishing there. And she was a taxi screener. And she's been a successful songwriter with real cuts with huge artists. Um, the woman has done it all and is one of the nicest, most giving people um, to ever grace, you know, the, the screening room. That <laughs> uh, didn't sound very, you know sexy but anyway um she's awesome so she's going to be my keynote this year because she can talk about uh, intelligently speak about writing hit songs writing hit songs for radio and records writing songs for um film and tv um getting out there and humping it trying to get songs uh placed in film and tv um all that stuff so i think she's going to be pretty pretty awesome as the keynote and giving Alan Parsons a little more time, in case you missed the show where I mentioned this before. Um, Alan Parsons, obviously a legend, um, has agreed in principle to come to the road rally um, and do a thing kind of like what I did with Ken Kalei a few years ago, which I think turned out great. At least I thought so. I think you guys loved it. Um, anyway, Alan would like to do it. He had a back problem which resulted in surgery um, that screwed up his touring schedule. And so his touring schedule is being restructured as we speak. If he does not have to be someplace very far away, then like I said, in principle, he's like, yes, I would like to do the rally. Let me see how the touring stuff pans out. So um, with any luck, we'll have him there. And I actually have a backup in mind if we can't get Alan to do it. That Fleetwood Mac stuff was wonderful. Still is. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> Ryan Bears can't do his hair and nails <laughs> for Alan Parsons, really. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't wait. Obviously, I would have him um, play us individual tracks and talk about the recording of of money. I mean. It, you know, one of probably the 20 most recognizable songs in the world. Um, I would think so. Think so. Anyway, and if I can't get Alan Parsons, I'll get somebody else wonderful. But I've always wanted to have him at a road rally. Hopefully this will be the year. If not, we'll do it uh, in a subsequent year. Okay, so we got a good response on song, uh, topics related to songwriting as they relate to radio and records. Um how about okay this will be number eight type of plus eight if you're highly interested in topics related to getting signed as an artist to a record label
going to see Marion, you broke the rules. <laughs> I said, if you're highly interested, Marion writes, if my ship, I think my ship has sailed, but hey, why not? Uh, I actually reached out to Snuffy Walden um, some years ago, and he was like, I can't do it this year, but keep in touch. So I'm pretty sure I could get him. I don't know, Peter, if, if uh, Lee Sklar would be a great keynote or not. Um, you know, that's the hard part for me, honestly. Um, like, you know, if Katy Perry was in town, I, I've always, as many of you know, Katy Perry, before she was famous, right before she became famous, she was a screener at Taxi. Um, at first she was doing, believe it or not, Christian and gospel because that's what she grew up on. Um, and then one day we discovered she was actually quite good at pop. Who knew? So she was a screener at Taxi for a year probably, something like that. Um, she was actually known by a little different name back then. Um, I'm pretty sure I could get her. But she only relates, I mean, they had her at ASCAP, it's like, what does it feel like to wake up every morning and be Katy Perry? That's not the road rally. That's not what we try to give you guys when you come to the road rally. Or what does it feel like to be a major star? Um, how long did it take you to become a star? Those are softball questions that aren't gonna help anybody in the audience reach their goal. So, you know, as much as I feel like I could, you know, she called me about five years ago or so and said, hey, um, she was coming to town and gave my family and I tickets to come and see one of her shows. And she called to say, you know, I don't know that I ever properly thanked you for keeping food on my table when I was really broke. Um, she'd had a previous record deal and lost it and was broke as broke could be. She was referred to us by a mutual friend. She turned out to be a great screener. Um, she did say in an interview somewhere that she felt like unworthy um, because she felt like a loser because she'd been dropped by a record label and just her career wasn't taking off. It's like, who am I to be telling other people that were in the same position I was, uh, you know, judging their music? But she was actually very good at it. Anyway, um, she would only relate to half the people there. That's the thing that um, I worry about. You know, when booking somebody as a keynote, you want somebody that's got broad appeal for everybody. And that's why I'm so excited about Michelle Bell because she has literally been in the trenches and she gets out there and works hard. This woman is not like a typical industry person that's, you know, like, oh, check me out, I'm in the music business. Michelle Bell literally, I think, took a bus here from Ohio and just has been pounding the streets ever since. So she really knows from the ground up and now she's, you know, like a really high level position in a very um, influential company. So she can cover all aspects from all levels. And she was a taxi screener, I wanna say for like three or four years and did a lot of screening for us. Um, all right, I didn't watch how many uh, Plus eights there were, but Liz will tell me later. I've got her tracking the stuff as well. Uh, okay, wow, I gotta pick up my pace. 
I was worried I wouldn't have enough stuff for a whole show today. Okay, get ready with a plus nine. If you're interested in topics, um, learning how music supervisors choose and use music. Remember, I've done it a couple of times now with an editor. Um, she was awesome, Laurel Ostrander. Um, this year, I'm going to have a music supervisor who's actually going to play a scene from a TV show, hopefully an independent film, and, and listen to some music and play the music against picture and decide what gets chosen and tell you guys why that stuff, why that song is chosen and see what you think. We have, I had lunch with the supervisor two Saturdays ago, I think. Um, and we're actually talking about doing it where you guys vote. Would you put in song A, song B, or song C? And see how you guys, how close you get. All right, well, that one's very popular. So that's a big check mark. Um, are you interested? This will be plus 10. Um, in topics relating to audio engineering and production. There are not gonna be prequels this year. There's gonna be two days of sequels after the road rally, the Monday and Tuesday after the road rally, we will do two days of uh, sequels that will be broadcast live on YouTube. Okay, engineering production, very, very popular. Um, okay, get ready for plus 11s. Um, are you interested in topics related to conducting business in a professional manner as a musician? Presumably um, dealing with uh, production music libraries, music supervisors, um, probably more so than record label stuff. Um, in answer to your question, uh, Elizabeth Usher, I don't know that, I don't love that idea, frankly. I mean, technically, it's your past to do something with. The whole reason we want people to bring somebody with them is to either bring a spouse to get them enthused about the career that you're pursuing, bring a co-writer, collaborator, so that they can learn along with you, um, or um, a bandmate, for instance. Um, I've had this happen a few times in the past where somebody said, I can't make it. Can I give away my ticket and my guest pass to somebody? I don't know. It just seems a little unseemly to me. I don't know. Uh, honestly, I don't know. Um, Peter Rayhill, I love the title, Don't Be a Jerk 101. Uh, okay, so that was a good one. Wow, so far, you guys pretty much love everything. Um, 
John Asher uh, is currently screening for Taxi. Yes, he is, Arena. Um, are you interested? Okay, this will be number 12 plus 12. Are you interested in a panel about music for advertising? Plus 12 on that one. Yes, you can bring somebody, Anna. Everybody gets two passes, one for them and one for a friend or collaborator. Wow, I can tell by how quickly that's coming in. Very, very popular on that one. Uh, I would love to get him back again, but I feel like I shouldn't repeat him just two years later. But remember, I had the gentleman, um, uh, Mr. Greco, who was like senior vice president or something of music at J. Walter Thompson in New York, the biggest ad agency in the world, and he's head of music. Um, I've known him for about 15 years, and I thought he was a great panelist. We had a terrible internet connection. That was in 2020, I think. Um, anyway, I thought he was great. If I could get him to fly out, I would love to uh, have him reprise that again. Um, although I don't like getting the same people all the time, but when you get somebody who's really, really good, you know, that's the scary part. Do I go with the person who I know was a big hit and gave over great information, or do I get somebody new to have a new face? I always wrestle with that. Um, are you interested in music production software? Plus 13. Uh, there will be a keyboard. Um, not we. There is a grand piano in the hotel. They don't like moving it because somebody hurt their back once. They ended up having a union problem in a lawsuit, so they're a little weird about the piano now. Um, all right. So music production software moderately popular. Honestly, I would love to get the people from Waves. Um, I think a lot of you know that I was in Israel several months ago and had a meeting with um, a high-ranking officer from Waves, let's just say. Uh, a really nice guy. We had a great lunch. Uh, he actually took Deb and I, my wife and I, to a really great restaurant. Um, and you know, hopefully moving forward, we'll do some cool stuff with them. Um, I love their products. Uh, I've got to say, I've probably got five, six, seven Waves plugins, and I'm very impressed. They're ridiculously cheap for what they are, and the stuff sounds really good and easy to operate. Um, <laughs> Ken Messford, he's taken over as the... Uh, the class clown, and I don't mean that in a negative way. Uh, who was the guy that for years was cracking jokes? He owns a pizza restaurant in Cleveland. Can't think of his name right now. Uh, yeah, Universal Audio, poof, the Rolls Royce of plugins, no question. Um, nope, I haven't had Tom Meadows, the owner of Big Fish Audio. Scott Hansen, thank you, Marion. 
Yeah, where is Scott Hansen? Um, he got one really good deal, if I remember correctly. Um, they disappeared. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it, it's amazing when we reach out to uh, people who make plugins, they're like, I don't know, the road really, I've heard great things about it. It's like, everybody there needs your products. You, you would probably do better there than anything short of, uh, actually, we had a quote from the editor, the senior editor, editor-in-chief of Electronic Musician, um, said that he thought the road rally was far more educational and a much better place for musicians to go than even the NAMM show. So there you go. Okay, moving on. So production software, very good. Um, are you interested in NFTs? Everybody's been talking about them and nobody seems to understand what an NFT is. Can you make money with it? Is it a new channel to sell your music? What's up with NFTs? I've got some great people I could put on that panel. Are you interested in what is an NFT? A non-fungible token. It's a blockchain thing. It's a new way to make money with music. <laughs> um, type plus 14. Uh, Wow, a lot of you guys don't even know. Plus 14 if you're interested in NFTs. Oh, it's not risky. You're not investing in it. It's not like buying Bitcoin at all. Wow, look at that, a dating site. Go Liz, go. Holy crap, block them. Right after I get the number, I mean, <laughs> I'm kidding. Hopefully my wife's not watching the show. Wow, how did they get in? All right, NFTs, I'm going to call that moderate. Okay, we're getting there. Um, okay, get ready with a plus 15. Um, are you interested in how artificial intelligence could be used um, not to create music and not even to choose music, not to replace taxi screeners. Are you interested in how artificial intelligence could play a role in helping more people get their music in film and television? Type plus 15.
Uh, will there be vendors? Yes. Um, our, hopefully our, uh, our sponsor uh, salesperson is working on that now and we're reaching out to some of our regulars as well. Ask Love Chat to sponsor the rally. There you go. I love that idea. Yeah, again, this is not um, artificial intelligence to create music. And there have been all kinds of companies now for like 15 years that have used AI to pick hits. You know, the, their thought was that A&R people at record companies could be replaced by bots that would say this song has an 85% probability of being a hit. Um, that's not what we're talking about here. A lecture on how to screw up your chances in the music industry. Uh, well, that's basically what that panel about being a professional is going to be. Uh, I hear in Japan they are replacing women for why wi why widely duties. Am I being naive that I don't understand that? <laughs> Uh, oh, wifely duties. <laughs> now I get it. Um, let's... Oh yeah, the, I mean, yes, they've had um, realistic mannequins that have replaced wifely duties and to some degree husbandly duties, I'm sure, as well. And yes, now that they're using AI with those, um, I don't think we'll be getting one of those to Lasco household anytime soon. Although, you know, maybe my wife would like to take a little time off. I don't know. I'll ask her tonight when I go home. No, I won't. I don't think I will. I remember Cantometrics. As a matter of fact, um, one of our screeners um, who had been, uh, she was vice president of A&R at Wyndham Hill, I believe, and after that job, and she was also vice president of Classical, Sony Classical. Anyway, she worked for us as a screener for about a year and a half, and she left to go work for Cantometrics. Um, I've got their business plan. She sent me a copy of it. Blow up dolls have gone modern. Hmm. Okay, moving on. Um, so that got a surprisingly good response. Okay, are you interested in performing live in the open mic or playing in the jam room? Type in plus 16. You do have to go, Rusty. 
Uh, if you've never been to a road rally, it will blow your mind. Everybody who comes for the first time says, I am kicking myself in the butt for not coming year after year. I can't believe I've never done this. Uh, yes, there will be a base on hand. All right, good to know. Yeah, that was the surprise um, at the 2019 road rally, which was our last in-person road rally. I decided to take one of the open mic rooms uh, and turn it into a jam room. And basically we had a back line of gear in there and we had a couple of great hosts uh, that, that did those. And uh, people could just walk in and join a jam, you know, and they would like, usually pick like a classic rock song or something that everybody would know. Um, there was some incredible playing. I was only in there for like a half an hour. I was blown away. Uh, people really, really enjoyed it. Okay, so that one's good. Um, pretty full back line. Um, you know, uh, we did have a drum kit. Yeah, bass, drums. Um, people bring their own guitars. I think we actually had, excuse me, we had guitars from uh, PRS. Paul Reed Smith gave us some guitars and a bass to use that year. Um, not sure if they're coming back. They didn't go to the NAMM show this year. Gibson, Fender, and PRS did not go to the NAMM show. <laughs> Timothy Rue, I can't make it, but this is episode Taxi TV is quite informative about what I'm going to miss. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, are you interested in music publishing? Would you like to learn, would you like me to do either interview a music publisher or do a panel on music publishing um, that would incorporate uh, everything from production music library, what, how that is as a publisher versus, you know, like a Warner Chapel or a Sony ATV? Um, so type, what are we up to, 17 now? Yeah, type plus 17 if you like that idea. Uh, yes, I still wanna do something with the Quarantini family. Um, and, and what that is, is the, the people who, there was a regular group of like 55 to 65 people that showed up for the quarantinis, um, which were like little mini taxi TVs, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday during what, the first year and a half of the lockdown or something. And we all became very close and really enjoyed spending time, especially during the initial lockdown. Um, anyway, uh, so I made a promise back then and I'm gonna try very, very hard to make that promise uh, come true which is I'm gonna find a room somewhere at the hotel that will comfortably hold that number of people just so we can all get together and meet each other face to face. You know, maybe I'll order up some pizzas or something, I don't know. But I want us to all be together just like for an hour just to meet each other. Um, and I will, oh, how about pizza with sliced gopher on it? For those of you who attended the quarantinis, you know that's funny, right? For the rest of you, it's like, what the hell is he talking about? Hey, you missed the quarantinis, you don't know.
Yeah, they give me uh, the presidential suite at the hotel. I thought about doing that in the presidential suite, and then I thought, do I want 50 or 60 people hanging out in, in that room? They all leave. I did this once before. We had a, a private thing. I can't remember what it was for up in the presidential suite. And I think Deb and I probably spent about three hours cleaning the room up. And that was including a couple ladies from the hotel came up to help us clean. They were taking like all the dishes and stuff out of there. Oh, I know what it was. We did um, an open, not an open mic. We did like a... I think we had five taxi members do showcases for about 10 or 15 people from the industry. So it was a high level private industry showcase up in the presidential suite and man, oh man, what a mess got made there. Um, gopher and tomato pizza. Yeah, a little basil on that. Mwah. Nothing like gopher with basil, I always say. All right, so uh next one this will be number 18 are you interested in learning what managers can and cannot do for you and how to get one i don't think that's a main ballroom panel but I, i'm pretty sure the classes for those have been good in the past so um plus 18 if you're interested in listening to a manager um what you can expect, how to find a manager, what managers expect from you as an artist, et cetera, et cetera. All right, that's definitely a class, not like a huge amount of interest in that one. But for the people who are interested, we've got some good managers to talk to you. Um, how many of you, this will be plus 19, how many of you want to do a one-to-one, -one, a free, by the way, I just saw another place um, that's offering one-to-one -one mentors for $50 a head. We do it for free at the Road Rally. Our, if you're interested in doing, having a one-to-one -one mentor session at the Road Rally, type plus 19. I believe we're up to 19. And basically you get 15 minutes with the mentor of your choice. All right, still as popular as ever. Um, John Asher could be a, a mentor, I and mean, he's definitely done it before, and he is currently screening for Taxi. Yeah, you know, it's first come, first serve. Uh, first come, first served. Okay, that was a good response. Um, Again, vote for these things if you're like seriously interested, not like, oh, that would be cool. That's not enough enthusiasm. Um, are you interested in attending a class with a music attorney? Um, there might be a couple of those. Um, obviously, Aaron Jacobson is one that we know and trust and really, really like her. Um, yeah, you could prepare your questions in advance for a one-to-one -one mentor. Absolutely. You can do whatever you want with your 15 minutes. Just keep your clothes on. 
Uh, I guess we're up to number 20 for that one, right? I love you guys. <laughs> All right, music attorney, very, very popular. Okay, um, and one more. Are you interested, this will be plus 21. Um, are you interested in improving your live stage presence and performance? I've actually got a couple of people that wanna do that this year, both of whom are incredibly good at what they do. Um, Mind-blowing. Uh, one of the people I've seen numerous times, the other one I've seen a video of, um, but I know that really it's like, you know, maybe 70% of the people at the rally don't play live anymore. Um, but these guys take somebody, you know, who's like a strummy singer songwriter looking down at their shoes, you know, looking up only when they sing a lyric line, take those people and transform them into performance powerhouses. I'm amazed by what they do. That's right. Stephen Memel is one of the two people I'm thinking about. Lamar Franklin must be really late. He just coughed up a, a plus 19. <laughs> We're on 21 now, Lamar. <laughs> All right, so, wow. Frankly, there's a lot of interest and a lot of stuff. All right, and now we have nine minutes left. So this is what I would love from you guys is make suggestions. And uh, if you're going to ask me a question, type the word question in all caps so I can see it pretty easily. And if you have a suggestion for a panel, write panel in all caps. Now remember, a panel should be something that's held in the grand ballroom. There's like 800 to 1,000 seats in there, depending on how we set it up. Um, is the thing you're thinking of something that many, many members would, I, I, I get really upset, bummed out is a better word for it, when we have a panel that everybody's like, yeah, yeah, I want it. And then we get 200 people in a ballroom. Um, so if it's an idea for a class, type the word class in all caps and tell us the idea. If it's an idea for a grand ballroom panel that appeals to a broad swath of people, type panel in all caps. If you've got a question, type question in all caps and I will do my best to answer. Can I say more about the sequels? Um, I can tell you what I know so far. If you saw the prequels last year, the sequels this year, it's gonna be Monday and Tuesday after the road rally and probably three or four things per day. Um, probably some sponsor videos uh, will be played on those days, but basically two eight hour days on Monday the 8th and Tuesday the 9th of November. Class, sound design, Fallout Music Group. Um, that one actually might be a sequel um, because doing that in a live classroom, the, the gear set up and, and having everything go well, low probability of that working out well. Um, and in the past, they've done, 
I think, two pre-recorded things that went off really well. So Fallout, okay, I made a note of that. Uh, panel, have a screener panel with the head of the department. Um, how many people would like a panel with four or five screeners up there and our head screener, Craig Pilo? Uh, type in a plus 20 for that. Um, so basically a screener Q&A. Panel financial management. Uh, where it will be a recap for hotel reservations, prices, etc. Um, David, don't worry about so much because we are going to be sending out an email um, that will have the link to book your room at the hotel. Um, I've tried to get Jimmy Webb. Um, he and I met each other years ago at some other conference and we hit, oh, you know what? We actually sat on a plane next to each other on the way home from the conference. Really, really likable guy. Every time I've tried to book him, which I think has been three times, he's already booked. Um, tough guy to get booked, um, but I will keep trying. Jimmy Webb is great. All right, let me scroll back up. Uh, I think I already answered what's going to be. I don't know what the classes are going to be, um, the things that will be offered on the sequel. They will be eight-hour days, three or four things per day. I don't know what the topics will be. Maybe I'll actually survey for the topics on that. But they will tend to be things um, like studio-related things that are just harder to do on a live stage. Trying to get caught up with you guys. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, so the screener panel got a pretty good response. Um, okay, I'm going to call that DAW 101. And I know the perfect people to teach a class for that. Orchestration. Um, nothing really going on on November 2nd, Peaches, but um, we do have a group of volunteers that help, help us stuff the goodie bags on uh, like late morning, I believe, of the day before registration. Um, jam session with head screen. Boy, you guys really like Craig Pilo. I'll have to tell him he's popular. Um, and luminary players. You know, we did that one year uh, in the main lobby. Right after 9-11, we took over the entire lobby of the hotel 
they were not that thrilled about it, <laughs> to be honest. Um, and uh, who did we have? Oh, Jeffrey Steele, um, who, you know, one of the great country songwriters of all time and a great performer. And uh, I put together a band of taxi screeners that were all like A-list session players. And Jeff said to me, well, that's okay. I can do it with just me and my guitar. And I said, now I've got these great players. He goes, they can't be as good as the Nashville Cats. And I said, I know Nashville's players are the best. Trust me, these guys will be great. So we actually paid the screeners to learn the songs, have several rehearsals. We set it up um, and Jeffrey Steele was blown away. The audience in the, in the lobby was blown away. The hotel loved it, but my favorite part was seeing a group of adorable um, Asian flight attendants. I, I have no idea what country, I can remember what they look like. What the, I think it might've been JAL, Japan Airlines, and they were all dancing <laughs> to Jeffrey Steele in the lobby. All of them lined up in their uniforms. It was really funny, really cute. Um, I would think that the members themselves would rather jam rather than see a bunch of, you know, great players. I mean, Skunk Baxter, it doesn't get much more leg or luminary as far as players uh, than Skunk Baxter. He was one of the original seven or eight screeners for Taxi. Um, I've often thought about having him do something at a road rally. Class or panel, making a video for your songs. Um, Type in 20, plus 23 if you like the idea of a class or a panel making videos for your songs. Ooh, we're almost out of time. Oh, let's not, I don't know that Pilo's got a lot of charisma. Let's not get carried away. I'm kidding. I hope he's watching right now. <laughs> He actually, he's a great guy and he, he's very direct, but you know, it's like heartfelt. He's not like, hey, you suck. He's like, this could be a lot better and here's what you should do. He's a, a great head screener. 108 watching, only 33 likes. Come on, you guys. You're right, Marion. Hit that like button, please. Doesn't cost you anything. It just makes YouTube like us better. Can we do a listening session submission thing for the sequel? Um, maybe. Um, the problem is I'm going to be doing this without our $3,000 a day video guy. I'm going to do it like we do normal taxi TVs. Um, and I can't bring in, I think I can only bring in two guests. So maybe a listening panel with myself and two guests. There's that. <laughs> Taxi Screener All-Star Jam with Katie on vocals. There you go. Actually, more interest in the doing videos than I thought. Oh, Mark, I've been to the uh, um, Key West Songwriters thing. 
I've been there a couple times. Uh, remember Ralph Murphy, uh, who passed away a few years ago from ASCAP? He's one of my closest friends in the world. And he and I have gone to that a few times together. Have him do a weapons demonstration? Oh, you're talking about... Um, <laughs> no, I don't think we would do that at a road rally, but you're right. Um, Skunk Baxter actually consults for the U.S. government on security issues. For real. At a very high level, I might add. Uh, courting each of the classes. Uh, yes, um, I have. We actually do record the road rally every year. We have forever. And here's the funny thing about that, Alan, is that one year people are like, you got it. This is back when cassettes and CDs were all the rage. So we recorded it. I spent 60 hours editing it. I, I left all the content there, but taking out, you know, like the two minutes while everybody's getting seated at the panel and the burps and the farts and whatever, you know, just took out all that junk, really streamlined it, but left 100% of the content in. Um, and we were selling it for like $29.95 for the whole weekend's worth of stuff, or it's either $5.95 or $9.95 per panel. It was such a good deal. And I want to say that 12 people bought it. I was so pissed off that I spent all that time putting it together. 12 people. Um, You know, I, I can't say that I won't ever do it again, but it felt like kind of a fool's errand. Honestly, I was very disappointed. <laughs> Andre, they're going to be in 1968. I don't even know. Uh, Condo Hermanos Flamenco Guitar at the Road Rally. Uh, sure, no problem. I'll call Cartage and have him bring one right over for you, buddy. <laughs> oh, man. All right. We're a few minutes late here, but I want to scroll down to the bottom. Um, will the taxi be parked out in front of the hotel? Yes, it will. Oops, I just had a jump and like that. Bunch of them gone. All right. Uh, you guys, thank you. Um, very very much for giving me this feedback uh it helps me get focused because i've been writing down ideas for panels for a couple of months now easily and uh, the last week or so i've really been honing them down and and making notes about who i would have on the panels and starting some informal outreach to those people so it's starting to gel um, and I get to get stuff done a little earlier this year. I, I believe that we will have the full schedule posted earlier than ever before. Um, I have to fly over to Israel. Uh, my daughter's getting married in early October, so I've got to go over there. I'll be over there for like a week to 10 days probably. Um, so I'm trying to get all this stuff buttoned up before I leave for that. So challenging year for moi, uh, but it's going to be great to see everybody again. We're all excited about doing the road rally again. It's going to be a little bit like, you know, um, going out on a date with your ex or something in that we're a little out of practice from doing the live thing. We got the, the road rally, virtual road rally down to a science. Um, 
And now we got to go back to the other way. Thank God we have a gazillion notes. And we have a thing called the Road Rally Bible that literally tells each and every staff member where they need to be on like an every 15 minute throughout the entire, literally two days before the rally till a day after the rally. It's like 50 pages of notes that is basically laid out like a script. So we'll be able to take that from 2019 and revise that and come up with what we're going to do for this year. But I promise you, it will be excellent as also. Um, <laughs> you can come by and play my koto, huh? Okay, uh, burps and farts panel, uh, count me in. Ray Hill, you would be, or count you out. No, I was going to put you on that panel. You, Ken Masford, and uh, a couple other people I could think of would be very, very funny on that. All right, you guys, thanks so much. I will see you next, oh, next week on Taxi TV. Uh, where is my book? Who are we going to have next week? Somebody fun. I booked this a while. Henry Winkle. Um, Henry is, is a senior, and I mean senior as in senior citizen taxi member, that apparently didn't follow some of my advice at some point and then finally did and it opened the doors wide. I'm so proud of Henry. Henry was cynical in the beginning and he also didn't want to come to a road rally because he doesn't like crowds. And I said, hey, I don't like crowds either. I suck it up and do it and have a great time. So you got to come to the road rally. And he came and loved it, uh, made some great connections. And he is now becoming very successful film and TV music, gets some great placements, makes great music. Um, and uh, I've had him on when we were doing the phone calls during the quarantinis. I think I had him on one of those. Everybody really enjoyed him. So I'm bringing him back a week from today, next Monday, which is August 8th at 4 p.m. right here on this channel. Please join me then for another exciting Taxi TV Live by you guys. Bye.